You're listening to the Royal Flying Doctor Service podcast for the Queensland section. This episode is brought to you by the Small Talk Big Difference campaign. Falling in love can be easy. It can be like eating a big piece of chocolate cake. Lots of pleasure with little effort. The real challenge is remaining in love. Because unfortunately, being in love isn't like the movies. Building a loving relationship or repairing one takes time, effort and commitment. There are professionals who can help your relationship if you can't quite get it back on track yourself. But for some people, getting help can be difficult, especially because our relationships are so private. But if you've ever asked people who've had relationship issues and they've received help from a professional counsellor, they'll tell you how helpful it's been. And I'm sure they'll also say they wish they'd done it sooner. Denise Price is a psychologist with Queensland Health. She helps couples who are having problems getting back on track. Denise, thanks for speaking with us on the Small Talk Big Difference podcast. Denise, what are some of the indicators that your relationship might be in trouble? Um, Yeah, hi Bridget. Um, Dr Russ Harris in his um, book Act With Life talks about five processes that that are just absolutely guaranteed to drain all the intimacy and vitality from any relationship really. Um, and while today we're, we're focusing on intimate relationships, so those relationships with spouses and partners, the principles that we'll talk about apply equally well to the relationships we have with our children, our parents and our friends and neighbours. So uh, Dr Russ Harris um, talks about a DRAIN. So we'll use the acronym DRAIN. So D is for disconnection. Um, and really relationships are all about connections. And we know that when life gets really tough, we find ourselves with limited energy or limited coping capacity. And um, it's in those times that we we let that emotional and physical connection slip. Um, and disconnection can become that vicious cycle. So when partner, when one partner starts disconnecting, it's easier for the other partner to disconnect as well. Um, the R in drain is about reactivity. And um, this is when we react on autopilot rather than really stopping and assessing um, how we'd like to respond. So we t- tend to react in a way that sucks the life, life out of our relationship. The A in drain is about avoidance. Um, now, as humans, we don't like discomfort or pain. And really, in early in life, we've learned how to avoid pain. And this works really well on a physical level um, because we learn really quickly not to touch a hot stove. But avoiding that emotional pain or those uncomfortable feelings um, can often end up creating more problems for us. Um, And we've all learned um, strategies to avoid uncomfortable feelings. So it can be something like distracting ourselves. So it might be we might throw ourselves into our work or disappear into social media. Um, We might put stuff into our bodies that isn't terribly great for us, like excess food or chocolate or um, harder stuff like alcohol and other drugs or even retreating into our comfort zone, so where we withdraw and we refuse to talk and we shut down. So these strategies 
while in the short term they might work, work well at making us feel better, but in the long term um, they can be really detrimental to our well-being, our quality of life and also our relationships. So, and the I um, for drain is about inside our minds. So our minds like to talk a lot and while some of that chatter can be helpful, there's a, a, a lot that's really unhelpful. And in terms of relationships, our minds can be a judgmental, critical, problem-solving machine. And that's about looking out for what's gone wrong in the past and what could go wrong in the future. We look out for anything to complain about in our partner. Now, our minds play this stuff over and over and we get stuck inside those stories. And the more we get caught up in this loose, uh, in this loop, the more disconnected, reactive and avoidant we become and this makes us lose touch with what's actually happening in the here and now for us. Then there's the end of the drain and that's about neglecting our values. Now values are really important and they're what's most important to us in our lives. So how in an ideal world we'd like to be as a person and a partner. When we ask people about the qualities that are important in relationships, some of the descriptions tend to include, you know, wanting to be loving, supportive, caring, affectionate. What we usually don't hear people say, uh, they want to be aggressive, sulky, irritable, withdrawn and nagging. But when we do get caught in this drain, our behaviours are more likely to match those words in the second list. And then we end up neglecting what's actually important to us. Denise, when might couples start to feel this drain on their relationship? We've often in the past heard of the seven-year itch. Is it more that people sort of come to these hurdles later on in their relationships or can they happen early on? Oh, they can definitely happen earlier on. It's important, and you said it right at the beginning, um, that all relationships take time, effort and commitment. And I think once, I think if we forget that, that's when we stop devoting the time that we need to our relationship. So that can happen at any stage of our relationship. What are some of the triggers as to why couples go through difficult times? Often it's outside stresses. Um, so it can be financial difficulties. It can be, um, you know, any transitions in life. So it can be, uh, you know, um, children who come along. It could be um, someone in the family might get ill. So it's, it's when the stressors in our life actually increase, that's when people tend to struggle a little bit with their relationships. And it comes back to that, um, you know, that disconnection I was talking about in the DRAIN acronym. Um, it's because things are getting a bit tough for us and we do have limited energy and limited coping capacity. And so it's usually those um, emotional and physical connections with our partners that um, sort of take the brunt of it in the beginning. What are some of the practical things that couples can do to nurture their relationships to start to repair it? Yeah, so Dr. Russ Harris in his Act With Love book also talks about this. And um, he uses an acronym as well. It's called love. So the L is about letting go, and and that's about letting go of those stories that that we've got that we've invested in in our minds. You know, if we can accept that those stories are just that 
just stories that our minds made up about the world. It doesn't really matter if they're true or false. It, it's more about what happens when we get caught up in them and, and how helpful they might be to us in the here and now when we have those extra stresses particularly going on in our lives. He talks about the O being opening up. Um, so this is the opposite of that avoidance of painful feelings. It's, it's okay to have those painful feelings, but just accept that you're going to be feeling those painful feelings. And the B is about values, so just reconnecting with those things that are actually really important to you, those descriptive words, you know, when we want our relationships to be loving and supportive and caring and, and affectionate. So reconnecting with those values that we have and engaging, and it's truly engaging, it's truly listening to each other and sharing, um, you know, what's probably pushing us around at that stage. When people are having difficulty in their relationship, it's hard not to fall into that negative attitude um, uh, within it. How can couples shift that to become more positive? Look, it it takes a lot of work. You have to you have to be um, committed to the change. You have to choose to do things differently. So some of the practical and very very doable things that people can do to nurture their relationships is, you know, show appreciation whenever someone helps you, particularly your partner or your significant other. Gratitude is so powerful. Compliment people around you when they do something well. When you have an issue, discuss it early. Don't let it manifest into, you know, the backbiting and the grizzling and the sniping because that's very destructive for a relationship. Like I've mentioned, that listening actively is really important. So listening where you're actually hearing what the person's saying. Um, accept that we all are different um, and accept change. So we can't stop the future and we can't rewind the past. Um, we can only deal with change if we press play. So we have to go forward. And um, there's an, be positive. Don't be negative. So there's this um, Dr. Julie Gottman of the Gottman Institute. She's proposed this negative to negative ratio. And she proposed this because our brains have a natural negative bias. So what she's suggesting is to create healthy relationships, we should have five positive interactions every one negative interaction. So that's about taking the time, just pause and reflect on the interactions that you've had in your relationship, whether that be with your partner or your kids or your parents. And then uh, think about what your ratio is at the moment and then what steps can you take to make sure that you're having more positive interactions than negative. And that can be quite powerful as well. Denise, how common is it that couples lose their connection? Relationships are all about communication and trust and so that takes a lot of time and effort to communicate well with each other um, and it's the communication that, that creates the trust. So if, if one of those drops off, then you need to put some work into your relationship to actually build it back up again. At what point do couples need to walk away? individual, it's uh, an individual choice. I think when 
people are really destructive toward each other and just can't regain that, it's probably time to walk away. Especially if it's affecting, you know, if you've got children, if it's affecting children. Um, but it's when when the relationships become quite destructive. It does happen where um, that's the choice that you have to make. It's easy enough to say it's important to reach out, but as I already explained, relationships are a very private um, part of our lives. How difficult is it? Usually it's just one person who wants to seek counselling. What do you suggest if, if one of the two are reluctant? Again, it comes down to communication. One person can go to relationship counselling, but it's not as effective as if both go to relationship counselling. So it's more, it would be more, um, it would be considered more coaching. So it's best if you both go. And, you know, um, the counsellor doesn't, you, you, you can also attend the counsellor if you think it's time to close your relationship. So the counsellor is able to help you communicate with each other to actually determine what you want from your relationship, what goals you both want to set. And, you know, if, if it is about your relationship being over, then they can assist you in closing that relationship as well. Obviously, um, particularly um, in Queensland, we have lots of people living in rural and remote areas. How do the services that Queensland Health provide help those people who perhaps can't be in, you know, seek counselling in person? I think a, I think a great place to start is actually your GP because you, your GP knows what services, what face-to-face services are available in, in each of your locations. And they're also aware of um, what online services are available as well. Um, so they provide like a, a step care process. So if you're there for yourself, you know, they might be able to point you in the direction of an online service. Um, but if you want a face-to-face service, they might be, they they will know what services are around in the local area. But basically, Denise, the message is for couples who may be struggling with their relationship, no matter where they live, there is help available. Absolutely. And, you know, I acknowledge that, you know, we all value stoicism and privacy really highly. But, you know, if you're suffering then it's definitely worth reaching out. You've been listening to the Royal Flying Doctor Service podcast for the Queensland section. The Small Talk Big Difference campaign is proudly funded by the Commonwealth and Queensland governments through the disaster recovery funding arrangements. If you would like to know more, you can go to the campaign website, smalltalkbigdifference.com.au. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, keep in touch by subscribing.